Hello and welcome to For What It's Worth, a podcast dedicated to introducing and immersing you into the furry fandom. I'm your announcer, Firebreath, and I was told to do the joke for today's introduction. So here it comes. What does a worm in the middle of a bowl of spaghetti say? Oh my, what a gangbang! <laughs> and now, introducing the two fools who were crazy enough to let me do this, here are Ruin Tugs. Today is Season 3, Episode 4, The Unspoken Rule. Today, we are going to be talking about the unspoken rules of the furry fandom. And according to the show notes that you wrote, the guest is your mom. So where is she? Oh, I wrote the show notes. It's your mom. (laughs) My mom was a little busy. She was getting porked. Oh, my mom couldn't make it either. What was she doing? Um, She was doing stuff. And stuff. You suck at making stuff up today. Yes, I do. So we're here for you guys through a series of unfortunate events that we're not going to necessarily get into. We almost didn't make it into recording today, or next week, or the week after. Uh, but we love you, and so we decided that you know we'll tempt fate a little more, uh, and just and and do the show. So that way we didn't leave you hanging. Hopefully, we don't get struck by lightning <laughs> while we're recording. Because that would happen today. So what <laughs> yeah. what would you do last week? So, last week, I, well, I got a promotion at my job, so I'm pretty excited about that. What is it? Um, I'm a photographer manager, so I get to fire people now. Yay! Yay! A a what? A photographer? It's a photographer. Well, we call them photogs. A photographer. Photographer. Faux or fur? No. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. We call them photogs at work, so there you go. That's a photographer. Photog. Yeah. <laughs> because we're too lazy to what spell else, out photographer. What else did you do? <laughs> <laughs> the sound tech's getting his mic. What else did you do? Um, I played some amazing video games. Have you played some amazing video games lately? I have downloaded the Prince of Persia HD trilogy for the Sands of Time because it was eight bucks. Nice. Um, so I'm playing that. What else have I been playing? Oh, so um, after asking Rue about Animal Crossing and if it's Farmville or not, I have decided that you just suck at selling things. Whatever. So if you need Rue to sell you a car or something, he's good PR face. He's terrible salesman. Terrible. You get in the car, you go beep beep. <laughs> See, that's not a good pitch. Um, and so uh, my husband heard the argument and bought me a copy of Animal Crossing. Um, and he said, this is not Farmville. So it's not really Farmville. Um, it's more Simtown, if anyone remembers that game. Now, I was a bit of an ass, so I will eat my crow and say I'm enjoying it more than I expected. Uh, in fact, I am the only one I think out of everyone I know that has played it every day since I got it. Just I, I don't play for long, but I go and I go talk to one of those sisters just because I've talked to her so far, and I don't want to ruin what happens if you do. Um, but even though I've achieved that, I still talk to her <laughs> just to see what she has to say. And sometimes she's pretty funny. Uh, but now it's just kind of a way to wind down in the evening. I go get some beetles, make a little bucks, and then go to bed, and it's nice. So there, I've eaten my crow. Um, but yeah, it's not Farmville. It's more of Simtown. 
Yay! Yeah. I'm so glad that you're into it. It's it's definitely a fun game. It's a casual I enjoy thing, it. Though. Just don't let tugs, don't ever let tugs into your town because they'll come and cut down all your trees. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking from experience, so that's why. <laughs> Is there anything else that's happened in the last week? Um, you know, I've been playing a brand new series called The Layton Brothers, which is a spinoff of um, Professor Layton. Many of you probably know what that series is. I'm, but I'm wondering how many people just went the Latex Brothers. Not the Latex Brothers. The Layton Brothers. Anyways, it, it follows um, Professor Layton's brother, and it's more of a like Ace Attorney type game. So it's a, you know, you go around and you... There, there's a murder mystery, and you have to solve the murder itself, and like how the murder was actually didn't they completed. Do, so, didn't they do an Ace Attorney Professor Layton crossover? They were supposed to. I don't have very much information on that. I think that it kind of fell through the cracks or something because I never, uh, hmm. I never heard. Oh, I know that. what happened. What? It got bloody hot. It has been ridiculously hot lately. Oh my gosh! Last week we were above 100 degrees. I think all week, and I just, I, I just wanted to be sad. All that we could do is basically just lay around. Well, we weren't laying around. You were laying around. It's mm. it. It's a dry hot, though. It is a dry hot. So for all of you in coastal cities or Texas, it's not as sticky like it is there. You can't just say Texas. Yes, That's I like can. the east coast of Texas, maybe. Like 90% of Texas is 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 dry. Right, but I know that fuzzy logic's it's listening. It's the really They're hot places like zone. Houston and San Antonio because there's a fucking river in the in the middle of the city. Just be glad that we're not in Australia because in Australia they have hot winds. So it's like you're in a fan-forced oven. You probably don't know what those are. But those are called convection ovens. I've here. never been in an oven. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, basically, a fan force oven basically uses a fan and heat in order to cook something. And in Australia, when the wind blows, it doesn't feel good. It feels very hot. And it's because everything is weird. No, not the toilets yet. flow backwards. People drive on the wrong side of the road. And you know what? That is truth. <laughs> and there's trucks that are 500 feet long. Really? And, and yes, roads. Road trains. Oh, nice. Road and trains. roads that are like really, really small to where you would like you could easily hit to another car. Well, that's everywhere. All right, enough of that. Any other recap? I think we're good. You want to do your cookie? Yes. Wait, Today's... wait. Lil Chu needs to hear you bite it. There you go. Thanks. Today's amazing fortune from the golden, I mean, sorry, silver fortune cookie. The golden corral cookie. So, let's see. Do I get to, like, hand this to you afterward and get a prize? <laughs> you did that two episodes ago. Anyways, it says, admiration is good. Understanding is better. In bed. With a cookie. I don't wow. even have a sound effect for that. Let's all go on with the show. <laughs> I need to ask a question before I introduce today's topic, and I need to ask the sound tech. What? Why is there a DJ Pony thing on my recording studio table? What are you talking about? This thing right here. Oh, that was from the uh, from my lanyard that I got from Hot Topic. And the one why? that tried to slice half of my finger off this morning. See, I told on you the ponies way from, would kill you. From 
from Starbucks. Told you ponies would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, just keep your hurt off of my desk. What? So let's start the topic, shall we? Moving Yay! on. <laughs> so today we uh, we know that there's unspoken rules. Now it's something that uh, honestly we probably could have explained a little better. So for those of you who got it, thank you. Uh, it's those things that uh, it's it's almost social etiquette, but not quite. It's a little bit. It's a little bit left of that, but it does encompass that. So things like uh, getting or letting people get off the elevator or the train before you get on, for instance. We don't need to put a sign up about it. It's just called being nice. Uh, so there are unspoken rules in and out of the fandom, and we were curious which ones people follow or didn't follow, uh, because everyone should know these, but we somehow don't. At least that's what we think. Uh, so this is our opinion of what those unspoken rules are. So... What are some of the unspoken rules of day-to-day life? First of all, I'd like to stop in at the bathroom. <laughs> I love how you went there first. Like, we're getting ready for the show, and he goes, the bathroom. <laughs> like, of course. That's the perfect place. It's the first one. Well, right, it's okay. the first stop so, you need to make in the morning. But, <laughs> but um, this applies specifically to manless stuff you brought up. So what did you bring up? Because I loved it. Well, okay, if, if there's a urinal stall... Yes. I'm stall? Sorry. Urinal. What, what? Urinal stall. Whatever. It's a urinal stall. Whatever. There's a urinal. That's a very private urinal. urinal. <laughs> hey, you know what? I use I use the toilet, so I go into the little stalls. Wait, wait, wait. My urinal stall. Hold on. For the whole internet, you don't stand up? Yes, I stand up. Okay. Come on. I'm just making sure. Yeah, he stands up in a urinal stall. <laughs> so, anyways. Needless to say, if you're... At a urinal, you normally don't go to next to the guy that's, like, if you're walking in to use the restroom, you don't go into the urinal that's right next to him. I, I think specifically you mean, though, when there's an empty, when you can put an empty uh, urinal between you and the other guy. Exactly. You okay. should you should make sure to space yourself out just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's, it's kind of uncomfortable. I mean, have you ever had, like, a pee freeze? You know, you just, like, freeze in the middle of pee. No. No. Okay, it happens to me. So the other thing, though, um, is in the bathroom, do not talk. Do not talk. Now, this is guys. I know women like to go in there and blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't, I don't get it. It's cool if you want to do it, ladies. But guys. It is church in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Meaning it's silent. Yeah, be quiet. Do not make any attempts at communication in any way. Come out this, with your hands up. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> in the bathroom it's just a bad bad idea <laughs> it's not your improv place or anything like that also i don't know do what do you think um doing like your morning grooming in the work bathroom or the burger king bathroom is acceptable no you're supposed to like get ready for work at home The other one is if you own a business, and we know that there's probably at least one person out there who owns a business that could do this, install the automatic flushing toilets. Yes, please. Please do. No one wants to touch the handle. No one. We're, we're kicking them, honestly. We're either kicking them <laughs> or not flushing at all and giving your janitorial staff a hard time. It's a I high have, kick. I always use my, my shoes. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that you should do. Automatic toilets, automatic sinks, get a Dyson uh, fan, the air blade. Those are awesome. I don't want to touch the bathroom. I just want to touch my junk, finish, and go. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. 
You don't just finish and go. You wash your hands. That's, That's part another. Of That's part yes. of finish. Oh, you okay. pee, you finish. No, but he makes a point because it's unspoken. I just glazed yes. it over. Okay. Yeah, That's true. That's it's true. an unspoken rule. So make sure that you always wash your hands before leaving. It's just a. It's just polite. So explain this next one: roommates and family. Uh, yes, roommates and family. What are some unspoken rules between like I don't, I don't you have with roommates? Any. I don't think there are any. I told you this when we were getting ready. I I opinioned that roommates and family are a different kind of relationship because you live with them one at one time or another, and so you have to communicate more than average because it's your living space. But I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, well, if you spill like milk or something like that, yeah, come on, don't just like leave it there. <sighs> exactly. So Nobody what else? You're the one who wrote this, so I want to know. Well, I, could, I think I, I think if you forever. I think if you make a mess that you clean it up, you know, you, Thank you. or you know, if you leave your stuff out, out on the living room, you know, you should remove it and keep it clear for people to be able to use. I don't know. Okay, I think they're I just that. general rules, but mm-hmm. I understand that you're saying that it's something that you should talk about and communicate. But at the same time, do you really have to communicate to people that they need to wash their hands before leaving the bathroom? Yes, because people have forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Next one. Well, we have a lot at work. So what are some unspoken rules at work? Give people the chance to correct small errors on their own. Now, I, I get that not everyone wants to be confrontational. It doesn't have to be confrontational. But if someone says something out of the blue and they're not that kind of person and they just say, hey, so blah, 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 and they offend you, uh, then, you know, say, hey, that's not cool. It's okay to say it's not cool. I, uh, I'm i not saying to not go to HR when it's not appropriate. That's obviously different. But if it's just a little thing, just say, hey, that's not cool. <laughs> Due to unexpected technical difficulties, we have lost about one minute of audio. We apologize. Accessing next audio portion. It's when someone comes in wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and slacks. It just looks no, no. no just we we get have dressed. we have rules that we should follow, but we don't actually have a dress code. Like we don't have to wear. Like, if you work at Walmart, you have to wear beige khakis and a blue shirt. Right. I'm talking specifically to the situations where you can choose, but you have to stay mm-hmm. within parameters. Yeah. Make Let's sure it matches. Go on to the next one. All right. This is one. This comes from a very deep place. I know that this is sensitive for some people, but your sneakers and tennis shoes are not business wear when, it, when the coat is casual. They're not formal wear. Do not wear them when places where a more sophisticated shoe is required. Shoe. It is worth getting a nice pair of shoes because I'm telling you, people notice. They do notice, especially the ladies. Nice shoes go a long way. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Go to Amazon. Go to Zappos. Go to the Goodwill. I don't Walmart. care. But, but it it just cre- it creates such a good image for that person when they are sharp and they are classy looking. And or if they're wearing a suit and tennis shoes, which one do you like? You like the the suit, right, with the nice shoes. Definitely not black suit, not white the, tennis shoes. Yeah, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that too. And it's like if you come in for an interview and you're looking like that, you yes. notice you 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 look <laughs> at that and go, mm, 
you're not you're not going to get the job. Here's another here's another little faux pas. You ready? White socks with black shoes. I don't far, agree with that. As far as casual shoes. I don't agree with white I, I don't I, you're saying wear black socks? I'm saying if you're going to go in formal wear like a suit. Okay. Okay. Then you have black black socks. You should wear I mean, black shoes, you should wear black socks. Okay, but that's formal. What about casual or business casual? And you have, I mean, if the business casual, which technically calls for nicer shoes. Yeah, that's completely different. But if you're going like in business type, then you should wear black socks. I don't agree with that, unless it's a suit. If you're wearing like a very formal suit or whatever, because you're getting interviewed, I, I completely am on board with Rue. I'm going to get hate mail for this, but like I wear slacks and a button up shirt or a polo shirt, right? Uh, I'm not. I don't do the black socks thing. I just. I. I. Well, you I, you know why? Colored, you, know you have light colored pants and shoes. So I, that's fine. I don't like dealing with the black socks. I just don't like them. You're they racist. get in the way. And yeah, I am racist against black socks. <laughs> um, they no. I. I hate black socks. They just. They're annoying, and they're the only things I have when I'm out of socks. And so they're just sitting there going, "F you." It's because you never wear them. Of course, it's the only thing you have. I don't like them. I got rid of them. Wow. I will rent black socks when I need them. <laughs> so, speaking of that. You're horrible. Go down to U-Haul. Yes, I'd like a pair of black socks, please. I'd like to rent them for the weekend. So, speaking of dress codes, business casual means a collared shirt like a polo, slacks, and nice shoes. Not Turner shoes. And for the ladies, <laughs> shirts. I mean, shirts. <laughs> <laughs> no shirts for the ladies. Optional. Skirts and blouses for the ladies. Yep, not not tank tops or tear-offs. But you know what? I've seen, um, you know, I've seen ladies come in like a, like a business type suit, and they look great. No, that's perfect. I think that's okay too. Like, in fact, we forgot to. Put I don't. That on I here. don't think that they should have to wear a, skirt. a pantsuit. Yeah, but something something that you're not just gonna like walk down the street and drive to, oh. right? Yeah. And formal means a shirt and tie, or a dress for the ladies, or business. Or I mean, a suit. Business suit. Yeah. I've seen some really nice lady business suits. Uh, you know, so uh, there's an argument uh, out there that the tie has become uh, something that isn't of use because it was originally considered vulgar to have your buttons on your shirt show, uh, which is why they also had the dinner jacket and the... There's like 200 kinds of jackets. Uh, and it's it's archaic, but I do have to say there's something... Something kind of sexy, like with a suit, a tuxedo, and a tie or a bow tie. It's just like, hmm, the person has it together. Just presents a clean, nice image. Yep. So, anyway. So, this is for what it's worth. Are we getting to fun furry stuff eventually? Yep, that's segment two. Okay. So, we also have schools. So, what are some things that, that you've seen in school? Well, I know you were a big brown noser. I was a big brown noser. That's how I got through school. That's terrible. What? Don't call. I, I get the idea of currying favor. I do. Um, Look, I wasn't the kid that brought like Coke to the coach teacher just so that I could pass a test. Coke. Coke? <laughs> what kind my, of Coke? My, my gym teacher did Coke all the time. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. That's why he was so skinny. Coke, Pepsi, <laughs> Coca Cola. Coca Cola, whatever. <laughs> hey, coach, I got you some Coke. Boy, thank you. You get an A. <laughs> but no, that's seriously like how he would like get around like tardies and stuff like that. He'd be like, "Bring me, bring me soda, and you'll be fine." 
Oh. Yeah. That, that's bribes, though. That's not brown nosing. Brown nosing is... Fl- oh, yeah. It's almost like student flattery. Look, here's more or less what I would do. I would. I think that it is important for you to get to know your teachers. Because they're the ones that are going to be grading. It's just like getting to know your employer. Well, fair. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so if you consider that brown nosing, that's not brown nosing. That's just getting to know your teacher. Now, if you're bringing them cakes and cookies and different things like that and saying, you know, really trying to smooch up to them just so that they can, I don't know, correct an answer for you on a test or something. For leniency. For leniency or... I really... I. I really need to pass this test, or I can't be in the cheerleading squad. <laughs> color guard. So, uh, now here's one. Here's another unspoken rule. Now, just so everyone knows, we will truly get to the furry stuff in segment two. Um, this one is one that I see at the store. It makes me angry, and I am like a Nazi about it. Here's what it is. When you are in line at the grocery store... And you get up to the cashier, or you're at the subway, whatever. If someone is waiting on you for input, put your damn phone away. I don't care who you're talking to. Put them in your pocket. Say, I'm talking to a cashier, hold on, and stick it in your pocket. It's okay. Oh, people who talk on phones like that? Don't put up your finger and be like, oh, one second, and you're there. And you're making everyone wait. You just turn into a douche. You know what else? Speaking of things not to do. In the drive-thru, do not do... Do not order super custom food by proxy through the drive-thru. So let's say, Rue, that you're saying, hey, I'm going to go get lunch for everyone. What do you want? And I go, well, I want a hamburger with no this, no this, no this, extra this, other this, 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 this. It's like, no. No. That's Mm -hmm. not okay. Just one or two customizations. But if you're going to do customizations, then you need to go inside. Like, if you're going to do, like, a lot of customizations. So yes. I think that if you do one or two right. through the drive-thru, that's fine. Like, that's normal. Like, no onion. I like no salt on my fries. Yeah, or no onion. Or whatever. Or yeah, using the round egg instead of the... F- Anyways. That's good, the round egg. I like the round egg. Next one. So, let's see. This really shouldn't fall in the unspoken category, and it's sad, because it is in the unspoken category. We have to tell people this. Don't, don't drink or text... And drive. What do you think? Don't drink or text or drive. And, and drive. And drive. Don't drive. I mean, I talk on my drive. I talk on my phone. That's bad. But I've been doing getting a lot better with having a headset. No, no, no. You no. Look, I have a headset. That's fine. It no, it's not fine. It works for me. It's not fine. It <laughs> may not work for you, but no, I, no. They just put out a study up here at the University of Utah. It is worse than drunk driving, even with the headset. You still drive worse. Just driving by itself without any distractions, your brain will literally uh, recognize over a hundred different stimuli per second. Add to that texting or talking or phone or even pushing track two on your CD player. CD player. Even even with your headset, you've you've had one moment where you're like, oh shoot, and you just look up and you're about to hit someone. Come on, you've had to have done it once, have you? No, like I'm I'm really good I when don't it comes. You. No, I'm really good when it comes to that. It actually relaxes me when I'm talking to somebody. If I'm not doing something, it's because I've done it all the time, and so therefore my my mind and my brain is used to that. If I don't actually, if I'm not talking to somebody on the phone while driving now. Remember, I have a headset, so I'm, 
then then it's harder for me. I'm not now, a man. but but here's the thing: instead of having that on, I either play music or I listen to podcasts. Like, That's fine, you know, and that that helps me out. Yeah, they actually did speak to what you just said, where people say, "Well, I got used to it." They still performed as badly. They performed badly in other areas, but the aggregate score, like, I don't know how they scored it. It was like minus whatever points for offense or whatever. You still were in the same ballpark. You just made different kinds of mistakes. Well, it'll be interesting to look at the statistics. Yes. Anyway, so waiting for people to get off the elevator or train before boarding. Have you ever been on an elevator and had someone just plow in when the doors open? Yeah, I have. And I'm like, I need to get off. Do they let you get off? What? Do they let you get off? Sometimes. There's there's been times... Okay. There has been times when I have tried to get on a train before and um, and people were being kind of a little bit... a little bit shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and the doors ended up closing on me because they weren't being... You know, they weren't being etiquette. Like, you know, here's here's the thing. If there's not room in there, then you should make room. For, for the people. Does that make sense? So if you get on the train and you have like six or seven seats um, available, you should scoot over, you know, for, for other people. Not six or seven. You, you understand what I'm saying. Just make room for people. I just came, I just realized something. What? Um, when, sorry, it's not, it's not that, although I agree with you. It's um, when you're buying airfare for your family and you can't get them all together it is not a good idea, and it is never really okay to then show up at the podium and expect the airline to just move other people around to get your family together. Because other people may have also bought tickets in advance and want to sit together, and imposing on them is well, not all right. You had the ability to make that choice. Didn't this happen to you recently? Maybe. Yes, it did. <laughs> and it pissed me off so bad. If you, now, just, just so the audience knows, so Rue is a very nice guy, obviously, and you, he has a very happy soul, and you can hear it in his voice. And we were in New York going somewhere, and uh, this exact situation happened. This family was like, well, we got people that are all separate. And they bought their tickets in advance, obviously. You, could, you knew from their story. And this demon arose from Rue. And he was like, we are not moving. Because they called us to the podium. We are not moving. And Well, I talked to you before that. No, 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 no. Like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you yeah, were like, a, you're, you weren't a jerk. You were just like, no. It was completely <laughs> out of character. It was great that you did it because it was against the unspoken rule. But it was just, it was just like, wow, I don't know where this route came from. And, and the woman looked at me and she was like, are you sure that you don't want to help a nine-year-old child? Three. Three three year old. I thought it was nine years old. Three. That doesn't make a difference. I'm a horrible person. No, I paid for that seat, and that seat was mine. And just because some family comes in and picks up a seat, you know, you know, they probably bought their their. We bought our tickets three months in advance. Just because this this family goes in and buys tickets a month or maybe even like a week before doesn't mean that the whole airport um, seating has to be like, the airplane seating has to be scrambled around well, just, the, to, just to fit these people because they didn't plan. Well, and, and just so the background piece of information that's kind of relevant here is, is it was JetBlue, and you cannot complete a purchase on JetBlue without picking your seat at the time of purchase. They knew the seat configuration when they bought the tickets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
And so they knew. The thing is, is they could have made it so at least one child was by somebody. They could have sat by themselves or, or something. They could have, I don't know, they could have worked it out. I. Yep. Anyways. All right, enough of that one. Uh, friends. Rue, what do we have on Friends? Well, communicating. Right. Definitely communicating with them. <laughs> you know, it's funny because as you, it's, it's important to still talk to your friends. It really is. Um, and then the other one we have is avoid encouraging negativity beyond venting. We all have things where you're just like, oh, so-and-so pissed me off. We get it. We all do that. I do it. When it becomes habitual, it actually festers. And it's something that, at least in my experience, uh, when I've caught myself doing that, it's been after it's been going on for a while. I wish I caught it sooner. I wish I could detect it sooner. Um, but yeah, there's been moments where I've, we've, we've talked and I've been like, we can't, we can't keep bagging on this topic. It's, it's old hat. And we're just, if someone was to walk in on us at this point, we would not be proud of ourselves. Well, we can't be negative all the time. You can't, you can't do that. Well, uh, I'm just saying, I, I know some people that all that they talk about is negativity to people or negative things. It seems like instead of like, being able to talk about something that's happy that's happening, it seems like that they're always negative, and that just that just drains people. And you don't want to be some around somebody that just talks about negative things all of the time. Right. Well, is it time for the news? It is. Let's go to the news, and then we'll come back and we will talk about the furry stuff. Ah. Today on For What It's Worth News. Anthrocon attendees see the convention's real impact on the city of Pittsburgh. How to Train Your Dragon 2 teaser trailers are out. Further Confusion announces the search for a new logo. And the Ursa Major Award winners have been revealed and we have the results. Bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom, this is For What It's Worth News. Flavor has posted several reports about the success and impact of Anthrocon 2013, the world's largest furry convention. Businesses near the convention were noted as having furry specials and special signage with anthropomorphic characters inviting attendees inside. The convention also issued a special t-shirt not available within the convention space, which was seen mostly in the airport and was reported as having record restock levels. To date, this is one of the most prominent displays of welcome from a city and businesses for a furry convention. DreamWorks Animation has released the long-awaited teaser trailers for How to Train Your Dragon 2, the sequel to the 2010 feature film. The movie continues the story of Toothless the Dragon, Hiccup the protagonist, and the Viking village of Berg. The title is slated for release on June 20th, 2014. AAE, the organization behind Further Confusion, the second largest furry convention, have announced a search for a new logo to replace their 15-year-old icon. While reports of the reaction to the announced change have been generally negative, some interest has been expressed by several community artists. The deadline for submissions is currently set for August 17, 2013, after two previous extensions by the committee. The Ursa Major Awards Ceremony was held at Anthrocon 2013, where the winners were revealed. Some select winners include Best Anthropomorphic Picture going to Disney's Brave, the Best Anthropomorphic Website Award going to Fur Affinity, the art website, the Best Anthropomorphic Magazine going to Fuzzy Logic, our sister podcast, and the Best Anthropomorphic Novel going to Flight of the Star Phoenix. 
If you'd like to see a complete list of winners, please visit ursamajorawards.com. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Stay with us as we dive into the unspoken rules of the fandom and turn to the listener mailbag to answer your questions. You're listening to For What It's Worth! Welcome back from our news break. We have a voicemail! Is it time for our new segment? Yeah, our new segment is How Google Translated It. Transcribed it. Transcribed. (laughs) What the hell? How Google Transcribed It. So this is what the transcription says. See, hello. I'm reading those doll. Hold the trail. Don't have to. For a long way go with for the picking stuff up. Okay, bye. And that's the voicemail. What did you think? That was a that was a really good voicemail. Do you feel like that we should answer that question? Um, with cookies. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the real voicemail? Yep. Now? Yeah, please. All right. Hello. Um, unwritten rules. Don't pull the tail. Don't pet the fur in the wrong way. Go with the fur, not against the fur. Okay, that's all I have. We don't know who that's from, but thank you. I agree with you. Don't pull the tail. Don't pull the tail. There's a lot of people that have their costume, like their tails attached to their um, their actual... Body suits. Body suits. And so therefore, if you pull the tail, they will rip off. So what is some of the unspoken rules in the furry fandom? We have do not glomp. That's for everyone. What's glomping? Glomping is when you basically see somebody get extremely happy and you run and there's like slow motion that happens and you jump upon them i call those you know what those really are though they're sort of like obnoxious hugs like even in the mall you see like some frat guys or whatever and there's it's like people bowling i thought that was pouncing when did pouncing become glomping pouncing is different pouncing is when they can see you glomping is when it comes from behind oh have you seen those girls that do that where it's like they like hang (laughs) off the boat oh my gosh yeah it's him it's like oh yeah that's glomping Next one, read daily. It keeps the atlas in check. By the way, I know a lot of guys that do that too. What, read Anyways. daily? <laughs> no, the thing before. Anyways, read daily. It keeps the atlas in check. Well, there's actually a really, really serious problem we've discovered with this. If you don't read daily, you end up going to places like Colorado and Wisconsin, Texas. And we don't have enough trees in the world for all these made-up places. So... Read daily to keep the atlas in check. Anyways, your tell doesn't go anywhere with you. Anywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Or your ears or your collar. Time and place. I can't tell you how many times over the years I have met someone who will want to go to a fancy restaurant. They have the suit. They have the black socks. They have the tie. They look sharp and they turn around and their tail is on. I've done that. That's fun. (laughs) If it's the time and place. Well, yeah, of course. But what if it's not the time and place? 
It's not the time and place, and you don't do it. Like, if you're going to go to a funeral, you don't wear your towel. I've seen that, too. Unless, of course, it, okay, here's the thing. If it's a furry funeral. <laughs> a f- <laughs> what the hell is a furry funeral? It's a furry that it's a funeral for. That's not a, a funeral by nature is not a furry thing like a con for a furry is. Oh hey, God. you know yes. what? When I die, to- when, when I die, I hope all of you show up in my in suit and come pay your respects. I know I'm I'm totally joking. Anyways. So you should also make sure that you bathe often. Oh. Please. This actually goes with... Why is this underneath furry? This should be everything. Isn't that the 621 rule? No, no, that's in the con section. Um, Bathing is something that does not apply to any specific situation except life. And it applies to fandom in general. I don't know. I, I know that there are people who don't bathe everywhere. But it seems to be prevalent in the fandom. And... Um, other fandoms too. Like, remember when we went to Anime Bonsai last year? Well, yeah, but there, there was an odor. I'm not gonna lie. It was a fun event. It was a fun event, but there were certain people there that were ripe. But the thing is, is there's there's people that let me let me give you here you go bathe every day if you can. Okay, hold on, hold on. Bathe every day if you can. This is my piece, my how I feel. If you can bathe every day, um. Don't go longer than 42 hours. How come you can't shower every day? What? You might not live in a country, or you might live in a situation where there's not enough water. There's yeah. sometimes that people can only shower um, every, um, other. every other day. But we bathe, bathe when, it is, when you can. So, yeah. speaking of, um, wear clothes unless you're at home. Then it's optional. I I'm telling you, this happens. It's 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 happened at meets. Clothes start going off, and you're like, "Whoa!" I've never had that happen. At I've a had meet. it happen. Maybe at a swim meet. That's time and place. <laughs> Last one. Avoid drama. And don't be a dick. Oh yeah, that's the universal rule. Yep, that's like the number one thing for everything. Don't be a dick. Move along then to the online realm, shall we? Post productive comment. Saying you aren't saying you want art but can't afford it doesn't really do anything productive. How many times have you seen that on a fay? A lot. It's like, I love that. I love that suit. I want a suit. Oh, how much is that suit? Oh. As a crafter, as somebody that that. this has happened to, when I post, hey, I am open to do custom hoodies or I am open to do fursuits, I get a thousand times more comments back saying, oh, I would love one, but I have no money. Great. (laughs) That does nothing for you. That does nothing for you. You're not providing me with any type of income here. It, well, it's Other not than just... trying to make me, you know, or or tell me to make you something for free. Because I've had a couple of those where it's like, you know, if, if you make me one, then I'd, I'll wear it proudly and tell everybody about it. Maybe if they Great, say something... I'll do the same thing. I'll wear it and tell people about myself. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they say something like, I, I, love your, I love your work, or one day I'd love to get one. 
you know, if they say something like that, you know, that's cool. But no, but it's the people who, yeah, it's the people who's like, oh, I would totally love one, but I have no money. Or the people who are like, hey, how much for this? What would be your price for this? Okay, cool. Okay, you want this? This is your pattern. Okay, it'll be this much. Oh, that's that's a great deal, but oh, you know, I have to get money first, or I have to get a job first. It's like, why are you wasting my time? Seriously, like I just want to write them. I'm too nice to say this, but I'll, I mean, I'll say it now. Don't waste my fucking time. Okay. What is up with you in the f bombs, dude? Today? I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> my finger got sliced open. I'm just kind of in a bad mood today. <laughs> Next. Well, but the, the, at the same time, people need to be able to come to you and say, "Hey, I would like to." I would like to get something, and That's maybe they don't know for. how much it's for, or you know how much it is. That's what a price sheet's for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as long as they know what the price range is before, you know, which, coming to which you. is on there. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, so what's the next one? Remember, you're not completely anonymous online. It used to be that you were more anonymous than you are now, especially with Prism. Uh, but you people can and will find you if you are truly, truly doing something bad. Uh, so don't do it. Don't do it. And don't think that you're just out there in the screen. And nothing's going to come out of it because it can and will if you are bad enough. Don't say things like bombs and White House in the same sentence. <laughs> right for what it's worth for each episode. That's an unspoken so, rule. It's a very good unspoken rule, right? <laughs> I, I agree. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right, next one. I have had this happen. <laughs> Don't instant message people who are in the same room with you to plan events specifically is where I've seen those. Talking is amazing. <laughs> How many have you had that happen where everyone is in the room IMing each other? I've had that before. And it's like, it's super annoying. Stop. I had that happen when I was, uh, years and years ago, I was up in Seattle. I just shut my laptop and I was like, hey, what are we doing? Everyone was trying to IM me. And I'm like, this is not how it works. Posting your broke after you post lots of new commissions doesn't generate sympathy. Yeah. People will go, I'm broke. I want to go do this and that. But they just posted like six pieces of art from expensive artists. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Well, you know, they they wanted to do that. But it's more or less that if you did that, you don't complain about it after, you know. Well, I but if I've you don't that. have the money for it, like if you spent it out, if you, I mean, if you bought a brand new like computer or something like that, and you know, and somebody wants to go do something and you don't have the money for it, don't complain. Sometimes you just have to learn to live within your means, and sometimes you have to learn. Well, to you live. have to learn within your means, and also be kind to your future self. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right, next we move into the meats realm. First, the unspoken rule of furry meats: don't practice sexual positions and motions. Now, this is a this is specifically when you're in a public space. Oh, yes. If you're in someone's house having a furry meat, they're okay with it. That's up to them. Do buy from hosting business if accessible or applicable. What? So, in other words, if you're going to a meet and like a coffee shop. Buy from that business. Don't just sit there. Those chairs aren't free. Yep. Don't assume everyone at the meet wants to sleep with you. I've had that happen. I've had people come up to me, so when are we leaving? We're not. We're not leaving. <laughs> really? <laughs> not, We're not leaving recently. separately. 
Yeah, we're, we, I'm going home without you. <laughs> That's never happened to me. <laughs> Let's see. Um, don't use cheap tricks to get attention. Like tossing a frisbee into the crowd. Yeah, that's pretty annoying. That's <laughs> really annoying. Into a crowd of people. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that's happened to us very recently. That was super annoying. Somebody just threw a frisbee at you. Uh, several times. Yeah, because they wanted attention. Because we were doing something that didn't include them, which was Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you throw the first because they away? didn't have a DS and they didn't have a Animal Crossing, they decided that the group of people that they that were playing the game, they because they didn't have it, they wanted to break up what was happening there, and so they constantly threw frisbees in in that. It's not a good idea. There are better ways to get attention. Yeah. So Badgers should be true to who you are, but also in good taste, which is a little bit of a subjective thing. But um, if you're going to go have a meet in a public place, wearing your badge that has the tentacle coming out of you with 300 horse cocks is not necessarily the thing you want to wear in public. (laughs) But if you have a tentacle and you want to just kind of have your tentacle doing its tentacle thing without having it be overtly sexual, it's probably all right. So we should move on to the subject of cons. Oh, cons. My favorite place. One one of them that we have here is do not ghost a con. What's ghosting? Yes. Explain it. Ghosting is when you go to a con, you go around con space, you hang out with people at the con, but you never actually buy a membership. Being on the organizing group for UnthroCon, I have seen this firsthand, um, how much a con actually costs. If you can't afford the badge, just don't go to the con. I know it's hard and you want to be with your friends, but you're screwing people out of potentially thousands of dollars because they can't meet certain catering or space or room or whatever obligations that they're supposed to have. Even um, big sci-fi cons where they have um, big famous actors like uh, William Shatner or whoever come in, they're guaranteeing him a certain amount of um, autographs. Because he, you know, you have to buy his merchandise and he signs, so they're yeah, guaranteeing a certain amount. He's not going for free. Yeah, and so if you just show up um, and hang out with people, but you never actually contribute to the financial engine of the con, you're ghosting. It's not okay. You're screwing everyone else. Freeloading is bad. Do not take pictures with the in the fursuit lounge. So don't take pictures. I mean, come on. Like we're going to. I mean, it's the fursuiting lounge. People take their heads off. It's it's no, not a public space. It's not a public space. First of all, you shouldn't even be in there. If you're not a um, if you're not a, a fursuiter or, or a handler, then you shouldn't even be in there. You shouldn't be taking pictures in there. What even is, if you're a handler and you're trying to take pictures of people in there, um, please don't do that. Do it in your room. I mean, what is the big appeal to people? It's forbidden. I, I am aware, actually, after talking to several people who run other cons, um, that there is at least one person at every major big con in the U.S. that has at least one person that always tries to sneak into the fursuit lounge and take photos. And they always have to get after that person. And they're chronic every year. That same person. Do us all a favor. Respect it. Like, look, if a fursuit is in a public space and they want to take their head off, that's their... That, and you, you photograph whatever. It's a public space. When it's a room that's for people to go and to step back from their performance to rejuvenate so that they do not die, 
respect it. Do give fursuiters priority for the elevator. Fursuiters might be dying and they need to go to their room and they're not by the fursuit lounge. Let them get on. So <laughs> since you're an avid fursuiter, Rue, I wanted to ask you, though, I think that the only exception to that rule applies when it's the fursuit parade and it's over. And you get this huge sea of fursuiters are trying to go up. If I'm the only non-fursuiter and I'm dying, I think I should be able to say, all right, I'm going on this elevator. Because all the fursuiters know that there's going to be a jam at the elevator at that point. It's not like just normal traffic. Look, you have to understand that the fursuiters have been in suit for a fairly long time at that point, at the fir- after the fursuiting parade. Right. So all of them are currently dying. And but, so, but how how is that justifiable? I'm just when they saying, chose? take take the stairs. If you can't take the stairs, if you can't take the stairs, if it's twenty floors up, I'm not taking the stairs. <laughs> yeah, what is it? What if it is twenty floors up? Then take the stairs. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying that you know the. It's a good point. I mean, do take then the stairs. then go take take a break go get some food you know go what somewhere else for a bit what if i can't what you if know i what? need to go if, get medication out if, of my room okay if you have an emergency then i agree then you need to go up i'm uh, my, my i guess what i'm saying is is a first shooter has a reasonable expectation of being able to get on an elevator relatively quickly during normal calm events like just when people are milling about but when it's the fursuit parade you know that there are going to be a lot of fursuiters there especially if it's a big con so why would it not be different at that point. I mean, you know that you're going to a major event with lots of people who are all going to be dying. That That is very, very true. But what I'm saying is that everybody else could possibly wait a little bit, go get some food, go get some things. But if you need to go up there, then cool. Then you have to go up there. I want the audience to tell us what they think. I don't think there's a right or a wrong on this. I'm just curious. Okay. All right. Uh, next one. Pay your way to a con. Unemployment, food stamps, general begging, and quitting your job aren't things to get you to a con. I have seen each one of these. Happen. Or student loans. <laughs> or student loans. So I have, I have seen it. I have seen people say, oh, I just got fired and I'm on unemployment. Who wants to go to AC? I'm like, I'm paying for that with my taxes. I don't want you to go to AC. Go get a job. Yeah, definitely. I got food stamps. I'll buy everybody food if you take me to con. I've seen that too. Man, I'm cranky. Um, what's the next um, one? Oh, this is a fun one. Watch the wool- Whirlpool hot tub. Oh. What? The Fan. foamier it is, the closer you are to the end of the con. Fan. Ew. That's fanboy soup. It's true. Fanboy soup. True. It's just a roll. If you want to know if it's clean or not, look in. Okay, it's foamy. Nope. That you- foam is not soap. Six to one. Six hours of sleep, two square meals, and one shower every day. Minimum. The last number is much higher if you're a fursuiter. So, fursuiter. Fursuiters. We should go on to that. Okay. Remember that what you do represents everyone. Like it or not, you are wearing something unusual. People are going to look at you. Whatever you do, they're going to associate with furry. So, so. if you start having um, fursuiter, like, humping each other out on a car and stuff like that, you might be noticed. And it's going to reflect on everyone. Yep. Please and don't it's going to be us. affecting everyone. Please don't screw us. Be, be nice. nice. Not every local meet has to has to be able to accommodate fursuiter, fursuiters. Balance in all things. Yep. It, it, it's nice when a venue accommodates fursuits, but not everyone has one. You know, let, let meets that don't let fursuits happen, happen. Yep. 
Next one. As silly as it sounds, remember the children. Don't kill them. Don't punt them. They're not footballs. And remember that they're going to be under feet and that you probably are a magical being to them. You know, um, also, please be careful of your tail because I've had in the past where um, somebody has thought that a fursuiter has, like, like, smacked them on the rear. So be careful of your tail when you're, like, turning sometimes. I know I understand that you can't sit there and be paranoid mm-hmm. about things or you're not going to be able to move throughout, you know, walk around. But the thing is, is just be aware that if, you know, if you're swinging your tail really hard, you probably will hit somebody, and you could hit somebody on the rear, and they'll think that you have just smacked them on the butt in suit, and they might have a problem with that. Why do they forget these rules? It's I don't know, I think it's a cultural thing because furry is its own culture. We don't have like a, a nation or a region like a culture typically does. Um, but I, they just don't know, right? No. Well, we come from different backgrounds, and um, we were all raised differently. You know, if we all had the same exact parent, and um, maybe maybe we would all know those particular rules. Mm-hmm. It's something that um, that has been taught, I guess. And there's always the possibility of asking. If you don't know, ask. Yeah. Well, there's some people that they have been sheltered also most of their life, and they just they don't have the experience to to be out in society <laughs> that much. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed today's Unspoken Rules or have some of your own, as always, we would love to hear from you. Uh, please comment on our show notes page, send us an email, drop us a line, etc., etc. And remember, don't be a dick. That's right, don't be a dick. light and gay. Sparkling wines and champagne are also all-purpose wines. They go with just about everything from breakfast to after dinner. about some champagne now. Wonderful!
as in most things, it's not what you drink, but how much you drink that affects your appreciation of wine. A couple of drinks will relax you, and you'll enjoy your food and wine all the more. Let's make it a toast to my new friend, wine. I'm going to have to leave here. Goodbye. Thanks. So for those of you I offended by dropping the F-bomb, I do apologize. I did earlier before recording... Uh, a line of coke. Fall into, yeah, fall into a little mishap where I did slice my, uh, my right index finger uh, pretty well. And uh, so that's kind of got me into a bad mood. But I will be fine. I will heal. And yeah, pretty much. Anyway, have fun with the emails. I'm sure Rue will entertain you guys thoroughly. And... What? Your little itty-bitty fist. That's cute. <laughs> and his little itty-bitty middle finger. <laughs> Alright, so we have opened up the listener bag. Which is nice and full. <laughs> that is not the sound. <laughs> So, we have an anonymous email to kick things off. So, one thing that we've kind of a little bit changed, just so that you guys know, is that anybody that's under a per- partic- uh, certain age... Um, if you're a non-18... Yeah, if you're... <laughs> what age would it be? Well, if you're under a certain age, we're probably just going to just make you anonymous. Just so then... If you if you write in and you don't have a furry name, uh, especially, you, we guarantee you that you'll become anonymous. Uh, and that's just because we don't like lawyers. And it's appropriate. Yep. So anyways, from Mr. Anonymous, he says, Hi, I recently found uh, found out about you guys from someone who submitted music to you. Yay! And I just got done watching your first meet, Do's and Don'ts. I have never been to a fur meet. And I'm planning 
to go to a con this August. But I... But... I have a problem. One... I am publicly new to the fandom. And don't have any furry um, friends locally yet. And two... I'm only 13. Yeah. I don't know... I don't know if I should wait a while or jump right in and try to make some friends. If I can even get there. I also have a fursuit. You guys seem like the perfect people to ask something like this. So I hope you can help. Thanks. So, you know, a little piece of advice that, that I may have is that you are 13, so I would highly recommend probably bringing your guardian or your guardian or parent around i know that it's it's probably something difficult to talk to your parent or guardian but because of the age that you are at um you're going to need to have a cool mom or a cool dad in order to participate but don't worry if they're not cool it's worth the wait it is it is and then once you are 18 and you have your first suit we will all go and have a fur meet together <laughs> but yeah it's uh your age you just need your parent and it's it's the lawyers and yep. it's also for your own safety definitely so just make sure that you know bring your parents along and just go hang out with some people who like to celebrate anthropomorphic animals yep definitely all right well thank you for the email next we move on to gypsy jack's email hi there ruin tugs this is gypsy jack or jackie for short writing in from califato first off i'll give you a little background information Six months ago, I had no idea what a furry was. Then I ran into a guy on the college campus who was wearing a tail who said that he was a furry. Hmm. I didn't think much about it at the time, but later when I was looking at podcasts, mostly steampunk podcasts at the time, I ran out of those, so I typed in furry just to see what would happen. The first thing to come up was for what it's worth. I decided to give it a try. Several episodes later, I was enthralled, and a new furry was created. Yay! <laughs> Since then, I have branched out and listened to Notcast and Fuzzy Logic as well. I have spent many hours listening to all you guys, and I must say they were hours well spent. Recently, I signed on to FA and created an account there. I haven't posted anything yet, but I plan to once I figure out how to get it to work. In the meantime, you can look me up under DeviantArt user LostPanda42 if you want to. On the last episode, you mentioned some sci-fi episodes, but you missed my favorite, Warehouse 13. If you haven't seen it, you need to. I think the first couple seasons are on Netflix, and they are really good. Doctor Who is a close second. My Yay! Girlfriend, my girlfriend introduced me to the show recently, and I just finished the fourth season. I love Doctor during, Who. During Anime Expo in July, I will be the 10th Doctor, and she'll be Rose Tyler for at least one of the days. Anyway, I just wanted to say thanks for showing me how awesome furries can be. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll be here listening. Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. As, as I've already said, I love Doctor Who. Uh, that, I think that's super cool that you're going going to be going to a convention as the 10th Doctor and Rose. That's so did, awesome. Did you hear the sad news about Warehouse 13? What is it? The last episodes are going to air next year. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I have not seen Warehouse 13. It's great! But I will take you up on that offer and I will report back. <laughs> you won't even forget. Um, I will probably forget. <laughs> so send me send me nasty email saying, "Hey Rue, uh, we love hate mail." Uh, you know what's funny is um, Jackie got into the fandom um, through a very similar story that we had heard before, where someone just searched for furry on podcasts and found us. Well, we're you know, Google is amazing. If you type in furry podcasts, we come up. 
<laughs> so. Well, That's thank you. I'm really, I'm really glad that you were able to find the show. Um, and that's what this show is about, is to help people be introduced into the furry fandom. And also help, you know, it's just a show. Yep. So, for everybody. That's mm-hmm. what I say. All right, Jackie. Thanks for the email. Thank now you. Now we move on to SF77. So SF77 says, hi again, SF77. Again. <laughs> From Califato! Yay! The newest state that I have created. That is my husband's name of his town in Animal Crossing. Ah. Anyway, continue. The mistakes that I make that just become... Ah, okay. I hope I get this in on time. One first meet, I have a story of two that were unique. First meet was some little fur from um, Denver area that went well. We hit it off very well. Only thing that did not work on it was we were supposed to go to the local zoo that was closed This and the same day I was called into work so we didn't get much time to meet. Second meet was with two others. The meet was not all I'm the meat was not well at all not sure if not sure if I think the biggest thing was our age I don't say my age cause like Rue I don't look my true age the friend of the one who invited me was more talkative to me than the one who invited me and due to the experience um due to the experience, almost made me hide from the fandom again. What is your advice on this situation? Well, what I would just just say is continue to keep going to different meets. Um, it's, it's definitely a hard thing sometimes to get, get to know people. Um, but once you break through that barrier of getting to know a few people then then you can continue to stretch out and and just get to know more people um i would highly recommend thinking about um you know going out and maybe showing talent like for instance for me it was balloon animals i'd go to a meet and make balloon animals for everybody and people knew me as the balloon guy or um you know i do unique things with my fursuit that people remember just kind of like how with you? You remember me because I was Mari Rue that that year. Just do something that's different or unique and, you know, be creative. And I think that that's kind of a helpful thing to, you know, to, to be able to get to know people. But that's my personal opinion. I agree. So what's the next email? Uh, the next email we have is from Farron, and I think you have that one too. Um, yeah, it says, Dear Ruin Tugs, last email I sent was not finished, so I'm going to finish it now. So I've been bullied for a great time now, and I'm one of two furin, my location. Furs. <laughs> yeah, we'll say it's furs. Um, and I would like to say that when I have seen bullying happening, I have made those bullies 
um, to stop and only hope one day that the world can find peace all around the world and stop war. Dear War Ruin Tugs, I'm a huge fan and I was wondering if you could let me know what it is like to suit or why you like suiting. So there's two questions there. The first one is, uh, good day, by the way, um, how, brain, brain, there it is. Um, it's awesome that you stepped up and stopped the bully. Definitely. Um, it's definitely a good thing to step in when you can, especially when you, when you see that there's a, a person that's in need, um, if you can step in and say, hey, you know, this is not okay, you know, sometimes I need to do to stop bullying. Um, also, um, as far as the second question, if you could could let me know what it's like to suit and why you like suiting. Hot. It's hot. You can't see anything. <laughs> it is hot. Um, but to me, it's a different experience. I, I, It is hot, but I feel like that I am actually physically stepping into my persona and it actually recharges me and energizes me to be able to continue what I am doing and um, it's it gives me the opportunity to be able to step out of reality and go into this pretend world where I become Rue and it it's helpful to me to be able to go around make people smile make people happy and um, and just feel like that I can just be who I want to be and not have to worry about people's um, perception of who I actually am. All right. Well, thank you for the email. So our next one comes from Loki. Now, Loki, it is a little bit of a long email. I did read the whole thing, but I will shorten it just a bit here for the show. He says... Hi, my name is Chris, and my fursona is Loki. Yeah, I guess I'm not the only one. I discovered your show through Facebook and found it very informative as I entered the fandom. Now, as for the subject I entered in this email, I entered in the awkward age. I think it's more in my head than anything. I'm kind of a late starter. Let me spit it out. I'm 36 years old, and I'm just entering the fandom. Shocking, I know, but I'd like to take a moment to explain how I became a furry. It's a long story, but I'll trim it down some. I grew up poor, on welfare, and raised in a single-parent home by my mother, who was permanently disabled. Raised in the Catholic Church, I started out in a public high school, only to begin junior high in a Catholic school because my mom thought it would be good for me. Wrong. I had friends in public and loved school, but that changed in junior high and on to graduation. Bullied and unpopular, my grades slipped, and well, I had to grow up too fast and had a tough childhood. I went to the workforce right out of school, never went to college, so I filled my life with work responsibility and never once took a hard look at my life till much later. Failed at relationships, never understanding why. So fast forward to 2008. Feeling lonely, overworked, and buried in the bills, I took to the net for some answers in my life. I decided to be a better person than I was raised to be. I left the Catholic Church to my mother's dismay, but she grew to accept that. I left the church because the hate was written into the faith no longer made it right for me. I felt compassion for gays and bisexuals who were shunned by my former faith. So, in my quest to be better, I opened my mind and even looked for more meaningful pursuits. I'm an avid sports fan and always smiled at the sight of a mascot, while others looked and said things like, they must be desperate for the work. Not me. I look and see a delightful personality who loved to make others smile. It, it was in 08, I got laid off as I explored things, so my job search, I included mascot jobs in my search and never achieved success in pursuing that, so I looked for ordinary jobs and found work. I, I found a good paying job with benefits, um, 
So a year ago, I hit the net once again. I looked for mascot jobs and found none. Then out of boredom, I started looking at YouTube videos and found out about furries. It wasn't long before I saw that infamous CSI episode and knew that it couldn't be true. I found out the fandom was much more. An all-inclusive group of loving and accepting people. I wanted that, never really feeling I belonged anywhere, so for a short time I watched from the sidelines and seeing the joy of furry, ultimately decided to join up. I had a great deal of money saved up for other needs, but decided I want to experience fursuiting. So I made friends in the fandom online and asked lots of questions. With all the stress I was under and feeling lonely, I began to explore. Not just straight porn either. So first was straight porn, felt nothing, didn't realize anything was up, then gay porn. I felt feelings that I'd never felt with the women in my life. I was scared. It was then I realized my life was wasted looking for companionship with women. I was gay and torn and afraid of what that would mean for my family and friends. On top of everything else, I had a nervous breakdown, but I'm being treated now and I'm doing better. I still wish to be a furry, committed to and committed to a commission with a fursuit maker, so now more than ever I look to the fandom as a welcoming society. Now back to the exploration of the fandom. I went to my first meet last month and made some good friends. One out of sheer kindness to someone she never knew let me borrow a parcel for the Willie's Friends Pet Fair. I had a blast and forgot my depression for that entire day. I was silly and cheerful and made many smile. All for charity. So I found the meaning that my life lacked and looked forward to more. I will get a, a digit-degrade fursuit this September and will attend my first con, Fur Fright. I hope I haven't made the email too long, but I wanted to share my beginnings with you and maybe, just maybe, I'm not the only late starter. Thanks for your time, hugs and snuggles, Loki the Wolf Dog. Yay, Loki! Yeah. That's awesome. 36 I'm, isn't too late. No, it's definitely not too late. Um, you know, we all start at a different age, but... Loki, I think it's amazing that um, that you're that you're working in the you know working towards in the fandom, you know, working to get a suit. Um, I think it's your story is is really cool, and you know, just continue to just just move forward. I understand that you um, you know it, it is a very scary experience when it's when you learn those things about yourself that hey, you know, maybe maybe I'm not attracted to a certain sex you know hey you know it's it's hard finding things about yourself sometimes and i don't know what what advice would you give towards keep doing what you're doing that's my advice be proud of who you are continue to just just walk forward and it sounds like that you're on a great path right now so i think it's amazing um continue going to meets um It'll be it'll be awesome. Is he getting a digigrade or digigrade suit? Yes, that'll be really cool. Um, definitely send us pictures of it when you have it completed. We'd love to see that. Yeah. Thank you for the email. Now I actually do have the next one from Lumio, and this one this one's great. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Hello, for what it's worth, cast. I was listening to your podcast the other day about bullying, and I felt like reflecting on the topic as well as expand the topic group dynamics within the furry fandom, as, or more specifically, to the local furry community. While listening to the episode, I couldn't help thinking about a particular individual, let's call him George, who is infamous within the Portland furry fandom who possesses the traits of a bully. Having observed his behaviors and what he has said online, he's an individual who desires a lot of power and is very controlling. As an example, a new young teen who was around the age of 17 wanted to set up a furry group in his community on Facebook. A little later, George intimidated this kid online, lecturing about how he was splitting up the fandom by setting up his group. I'm confident this is true since it also happened to me and other fellow furs who set up a club at Portland State University. Another instance that may or may not be true 
As after our community managed to throw our first convention for Landia, all the committee got together, including George, to discuss the future of the convention. I won't bore you with the details. All I can say is George wanted one way that will make him chair the convention, and the others in the group wanted another way. It was recently through the grapevine I came to find out that George blackmailed the current chair into giving him the mantle. I tend to know the community has a tendency to exaggerate, but when I personally know the current chair, and he's expressed being very depressed and won't talk about it, I tend to believe it. Uh, I myself do agree that our community is fractured and has a need to be more united, but this George character makes his case bullying, using bullying tactics and intimidation to the point that it turns me off. I'm going to pause here for some thoughts from you, Mr. Roo. Hmm. You know, there are fraction. There, there are things that happen in a lot of different groups. You know, people don't get along with someone else or, or something like that. All that I can probably say to you, maybe the best best bet is for you to go to this particular individual instead of... I know who he's talking about. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, then, since you understand the situation a little bit more, then... Let's, let's see where this goes. Okay. First, um, the fallacy is that ostracizers are evil. This fallacy states that we must not exclude anyone. Although a good thing in the right context, it can also prevent a group from keeping out individuals who clearly are offensive and toxic to a group. I have seen groups split up because of the actions of such individuals and never trust a community who tolerates such individuals. The second fallacy is that friends accept me as I am. It's good to have friends that accept the whole person, and believe me, I strive to live by this principle. However, a true friend is one that will call out things you shouldn't do or a particular weakness you need to improve on. If this fallacy is carried, the individual is not able to grow because he or she rejects friends who criticizes them on aspects that are in need of change. Third is the fallacy of friendship before all. Essentially, this fallacy expresses the thought that if a friend doesn't put the relationship before any other relationship, then they are not a true friend. I can see how the carrier of this fallacy can be quite egotistical and that everyone has a life to live and that they cannot always attend to the needs of the individual in question. In the fourth fallacy, Friendship is transitive. It operates under the assumption that if you are friends with two people, then those two people will also be friends with each other. I think that we can all attest to the fact that this is not the case. I have friends from all walks of life and of different personalities, and some of these friends don't match, and pushing them together will result in drama and discord. If you want these two to become friends, they have to have a choice in the matter. Don't poke a sleeping bear. And the last fallacy is that friends do everything together. This figures that friends should do everything to the fullest extent possible together. As an introvert, I have to constantly remind my friends that I need time to myself to recharge and to not take it personally. Also, friends don't like every single activity the other friend likes. My non-furry friends, for example, are not interested in furry fandom and I shouldn't force them into it. Same goes for the opposite way. Don't take it personally. As I die. (coughs) I could go on about how this applies to the situation in Portland, but I think you guys get the gist and can piece it together. Basically, it's carrying of these fallacies that causes troubles in groups, and the only way to solve them is to be aware and to dispel them. Thanks for taking time to read my rant, Lumio Draco. There are a lot of good points in here. I think this is one of my favorite emails I've had uh, come in for a while, I think. Um, so the fallacies are ostracizers are evil. Um, friends accept me as I am without criticism. Third is friendship comes first above everything. Fourth is that if I'm friends with A and B, then A and B are also friends. And then the fifth is that friends have to do everything together. What do you think? Well, it kind of makes me think a little bit about, like, I don't know. I I, want to say, like, between me and you, our relationship that we have between us. Okay. Okay. You know, just because, like, I have somebody, like, a mate. Right. 
it doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be friends with that person just because I made it to him. Right. If that makes sense. Right. But I don't know how that applies to you and me specifically because I, I get along with him. Uh, well, I know you do, but I'm just saying like, it just, you can't always get along, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking of situations. That's all. That's, so, you're, so what you're saying is, is that. I agree with what he, he's saying okay. is that you can't force people to like each other. You just have to have it happen on its own. You, um, you know, I think what strikes me about this email is that Lumio has, I think from what I'm getting from this, the same view that I do about friendship, where it, I don't know about the background part, where I don't necessarily feel like my family is, my, my biological family, um, is as close to me as society expects them to be. They're not. They honestly are kind of like an auxiliary, secondary thing that comes along every now and then. Because my lifestyle is so radically different from what they want it to be that I just don't want to deal with it. I, I don't. And so my friends have become family and I have in turn made friendship a very important value in my life. Well, and I think that me and you come from that same background. And so when, when he says stuff in this email, Lumio, like your friends will tell you when you're being basically essentially a douche. Or that you have this really, really socially unacceptable habit. Like, you can have quirks, and that's different. But when you have a socially unacceptable habit, like tossing frisbees into groups of people, I would hope my friend comes up to me and says, dude, that's not cool. Why are you doing that? And I have had conversations recently with people saying, "I'm as your friend, I'm telling you that this is not normal for you. This is not becoming. What's up? You know, do you need to talk about it? Do we, can I help you? Uh, and, and, and it's a fine line you have to walk because... You're not coming. You do. You don't. You don't want to be pious. I mean, the tendency for a human being is to be pious. That's not where it comes from. It comes from a place of, can you help me learn why you're doing this? Because I don't understand why this is happening, and it seems to not be acceptable based on the reactions of others and society's norms. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I I completely understand what you're saying. I mean, you just have to. Uh, but here's the thing: you you communicate with them, and you find out exactly. You know what's going on, and you know there, there's definitely some things that w- once you get to know somebody, you'll definitely see like this is not your normal behavior. You can go talk to them, and that's that. when you can step up. And yeah, that, I think that's what he's referencing here. And the other thing is that um, ostracizers aren't evil. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we should ostracize anyone if we don't have to, um, but it is okay to say no, and I think that's not just a fandom thing. I think in general. Saying no is becoming such a, th- a huge taboo in, in Western society that it's... Like, I have a hard time saying no. Give, give, give people advice. Like, how do you say no to somebody without offending somebody? Well, there's a couple different ways. If you want someone to stop doing something and you have the luxury of saying, help me understand why you're doing this, because you don't know what's going on in their life unless you're in their head and you're not. Um, this isn't being John Malkovich then you might not know what's going on in their life. Maybe something is eating at them and they just need to talk to someone and that'll correct the other behavior you're seeing. Um, other times, uh, it's you kind of have to just grow a pair. Um, I don't take my... I have a dog and I don't take her for walks because she's a special needs dog and she was not socialized before I got her. Uh, her previous owners had a baby and forgot all about her. Um, so she does, she's okay with certain kinds of dogs, but not other dogs. Now the problem, um, is that people don't obey the leash law in the city. They let their dogs run free. So that's a problem for me. And, 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 and so you go up to them and you say, 
excuse me, but your dog needs to be on a leash. And they, their first reaction is, who are you to tell me that? And their second reason is, well, my dog is a sweetie. They wouldn't hurt anyone. And I have to explain to them, I'm not worried about your dog. My dog is not vicious, but if my dog is not introduced to your dog correctly, she will probably bite them on the neck. I don't want to deal with that, and you don't either. She just isn't socialized well, you know? And they're like, oh. And, and then they end up letting their dog crap in my yard anyway. Um, but they, it's, that <laughs> kind of, it's that kind of stuff where if you're going to have to address someone directly, don't, don't interject your objectivity into it. Do not share, well, in my opinion, blah, blah, blah. Don't Peggy Hill it. What you need to say is, these are the facts, and stick to actual facts. The fact is, this is how my dog reacts. This is the risk your dog is presenting to you and me and my dog and you. And this is the correct way to handle it according to the law. And you leave it at that. Just keep it to the facts. Be very congenial and you can usually get along pretty well. Um, but it is hard to remove toxic elements um, from the from not just the fandom, but from any group. And they're everywhere. Um, so it's either you talk to them or you have to move on. Well, I'm I'm completely feeling for you. Because, I mean, I understand that you're having some toxic elements that are happening, you know, from your email. Um, there's toxic elements that happen here and in good old little Utah, you know. We don't get along, not everybody gets along with everybody. And that's a common thing that happens um, all around the world. And This situation that he's talking about, the individual, is particularly, uh, well, well, they're notorious. Um, and... <laughs> I can see why this is a, a, a big problem for the group. In fact, it probably could lead to that group going away. So it, this is a bigger bigger fish. This is one of those things where someone's going to have to grow a pair and really, really turn into an asshole to counter the problem if they're going to do anything about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, 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 I, I understand. I, I'm just thinking about things... In, in my life as well. And, um, you know, but sometimes that that's what's needed. Sometimes you need somebody to step up and be like, hey, this is not okay. This is not okay. We're not going to do it this way. And sometimes you have to have that person do things like that. But unfortunately, what ends up happening is everybody then looks at that person and thinks that he's the dick. Well, if you can justify what you're doing and you stick to the facts, so the odds of that will be minimized. And if you don't have a history of swinging the bad hammer needlessly, then, you know, someone's eventually got to swing a bad hammer. It happens. Yep. Hopefully that's some good advice for you, Lumio. Keep us posted on that situation, um, even if we don't read it on the air and you want to keep it personal, because I, I hope I feel for your for your convention and your group there. I want you guys to succeed. You guys are awesome whenever I visit. So, so we have an email from Rufus. Good old Rufus says, Rufus. Hello, chaps. Rufus again. I recently got an email from another furry asking if he could use one of my original characters for a fursuit he was to purchase. I gave gave it some long I gave I gave it some good long thought and I gave him these terms. Number 1. I don't allow you I I, I don't know you well enough to allow you to represent one of my personal characters. Um, personal characters in public. So I'd prefer you at least change the name of your character while it is based on upon mine. Number two, you can use the basic design, 
but I prefer you change the color scheme to avoid confusion with my character. Three, please credit me upon any please credit me upon any um, submission of the suit as the original character designer. If you wish not to change the if you wish not to change the color scheme. I was wondering how any of you guys I was wondering how any of you guys would want me to handle the situation because to be totally honest, I'm not familiar with this um situations kind of like this. Any advice would be fantastic. Thanks again, Rufus. You know, I think that my personal um personal feelings on this is that um you represented it pretty well. Um, if it's a character, like for instance, if it, if somebody wanted to actually, the other day someone asked me for Rue's reference sheet or like my character sheet because they were working on things with their character. And, you know, I told them, I told them no, or I, I actually didn't reply to them just <laughs> That's because not the same thing. Well, That's you're blowing right. Them off. You're right. It's blowing them off. But but needless to say, I didn't reply to them because, A, I didn't know the person very well. And if you want to get to know me, you know, hey, maybe maybe if it was like a really close friend of mine, then I would want I would want something like that. Now, I do want to say that Rue's character is based upon um, principles and uh, not principles, but um, things that I have seen on other fursuiters. Uh, it's a compliment. Basically, I have taken bits and pieces and complimented them and um, use different things. And if this person wants to do that, then I agree with wh how you're approaching the situation. If they want to change the color scheme of it, um, also change the name of it. If they want to gain inspiration off of the character, then you know what? I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And if they just want to blatantly just have the exact same thing, then, um, then yeah, I believe that, that they should give you some sort of credit but i would be honest and i would just tell them um you can use bits and pieces of my character but and to grow inspiration but um this is my character that i have dreamed up that i have designed it's something that's close to my heart please um you know please just take bits and pieces but do you can't use the whole thing what do you think? I think that he should go with his gut, and it sounds like his gut was to say no, uh, and and that's okay. And if you want to do it, because your character, and I think for the most part, most of the fandom, especially the lifestylers, your character is pretty much you. It is how you see yourself. It's how you would prefer to be viewed by other furries and maybe people who aren't in the fandom. And so, for someone to borrow that and want to use it, if you don't know them, it's you're they're asking to borrow. <laughs> kind of like your underwear or something, you know, it's very personal to you. If I mean, and, and so if you don't want them to no. now there is a, there's you, you no one's going to go to the extent of copywriting and doing all this stuff, but the fandom in general, if someone starts stealing your character, they'll know and they'll get called out on it and no one will like them for it. So you're pretty safe in that way. And the fact that no one likes to be socially ostracized, um, so yeah, feel free to say no, and then you know if you and then say you know you might want to look around and see what you like in everyone's characters and come up with something original. I mean, 
that's uh, we all start with a template somewhere at this point i think yeah definitely you all start from somewhere and then but, you just basically add on to it take away different things like that mm-hmm. and honestly people are more satisfied when they come up with something on their own that they like i i like when i went hybrid i love my character more than i ever did i'm so connected to it i feel so much more involved with them it's it's like night and day it's like going from for a nerdy analogy from like windows 3.1 to windows 7 like that fast you know why I'm so connected to my character? You've asked me several times, Rue, why do you like fursuiting so much? Right. The reason why is because I put the time and effort into making that suit. I didn't commission somebody to just make this thing. Right. It's personal. I, I worked on it as a project, and so therefore, I, I put my heart and I put my soul into creating that character. And so it's important to me, and it's, it's mine. I have made Rue my character. And if somebody wanted... Um, wanted Rue, then I, you know, if they wanted my suit, like let's just say that they want my suit, I, I don't even let people, other people really wear my suit unless you're like an extremely close person, or you don't have a suit and you're like just wanting to put on my head for a couple seconds. Other than that, Rue is me, and um, I can understand with your characters how you feel the same exact way. Now, here's the thing: it sounds like you're an artist. And you create a lot of different characters. Um, it says that it's your original, one of your original characters. And so if this is a character that you've just created, you know, if you're comfortable with it, sell it to him. It's up to you. It's your character personally represents you. And if it's not going to be represented in a way that you don't like, then say no. Exactly. I agree. Mm-hmm. The end. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully you got some good advice, Rufus. Well, I think we're nearing the end of our show. It is the end of our show. We shall go to Firebreath and he can tell everybody about how to contact us on our next show, which our next show is going to be Transformation. Awesome. We are finally going to talk about a kink on the show. <laughs> It's not really a. It, it doesn't it, it have be to be both. a. Kink. It can be both. You're right. You're right. It can be both. But this is, I think, the closest we've come in a year of uh, you and I doing the show together. But anyway, so we want you to talk about transformation. Do you like so, it? Do you like it? Uh, werewolves. Um, what What would you think if you woke up the next day and you became you transformed into your persona? Or is, does it appeal to you in a sexual way? Why? Can you explain the psychology behind it? So, write in Torturu about his transformation fetish. What? I love transformation. I think it's amazing. Ever since Animorphs. Yeah, we'll talk that about that later. That was a good book series. I like those. Yeah, we'll talk about that so, later. So, yeah, we'll delve into both sides of it. And that will be the next show. But first, here's Fire Breath. What It's Worth truly is driven by your letters, emails, voicemails, and more. The show would be a lot more boring without you. You make the difference. Here's how you can join in the fun. To comment on today's show topic, visit forwhatisworth.com and leave your thoughts on the show notes page. You don't need to create an account to do so. Email the show at cast at forwhatisworth.com for general comments. Rue at forwhatisworth.com Tugs at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com, and if you're lonely, Koru at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com can be used to contact a specific cast member. Voicemail is awesome, and you don't have to type. So call 469 44 furry and leave us a message. 
Long distance charges may apply. Send cookies, packages, love, and not bombs to P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125, United States. If you would like to remain anonymous, just let us know and we will keep it that way. Before sending items to the show, please be aware we cannot return them to you for safety reasons. If you have original music or art you'd like played on the air or displayed on the website, send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to keep up between shows, check out our Twitter, at For What It's Worth, our Facebook page, or our Google Plus page. It's a great way to get your show fixed and see what we're up to. And now, back to the show. All right, well, you guys, we love you, and we appreciate you, you know, listening to this amazing episode. I hope that you got some, um, you know, definitely got some information that helps you understand maybe how some people may be perceiving something that you may be doing or may not be doing. Um, I hope that it gives you some advice in your life. We love you. Um, we're here for you. If you have any advice, please feel free to send us emails and or need advice. Um, we love answering your emails. So, and eat cookies. <laughs> Enjoy what's going on with summer. We'll see you in a couple weeks. This is Tugs, and this is Rue signing off from Colorado. <laughs> and Corey's not here right now. And this has been for, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth.